0: turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their
1: lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Dr. Colton Flake. Dr. Flake is a pediatric dentist in Denver, Colorado. He got his undergrad degree at Arizona State. He got his DDS at Colorado, and he did residency at University of Las Vegas. He has a very interesting story that I'm super excited to talk about, Colton, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good to be here. So let's jump right in here. You have been practicing for a decade now as a pediatric dentist in the Denver area, but you've been part of a franchise group that's done very well for you. But over the years, and you know, correct me where I'm wrong here, you just wanted to go in a little bit different direction. So you're leaving a franchise and going out on your own, which. Has you know some unique challenge to it. Speak to that if you could.
0: Yeah. So for the last yeah ten years, I've been with with this franchise. I had a lot of goals and aspirations with it, and different ways that I wanted to grow. And and uh, I'm very interested in multiple practices and different ways of doing business in that in that sense. But I got to a point where I was having to to run everything through them. I couldn't do a lot of a lot of things that I wanted to do for growth and expansion there was a couple of events that happened where opportunities that came my way that I wasn't able to participate in because of my franchise agreement where I finally said, all right, that's it. I got to pull the trigger. It was, it was that kind of that turning point or fork in the road where you make a decision. And I think it's, it's, it's going to pay off. I think in the long run, it's going to pay off. So I terminated my franchise agreement. And I'm in the process of separating out.
1: Now, I mean, that's a big decision. And I'm sure you probably had to weigh on that and ponder that for quite a while.
0: Big decision. It cost me a lot of money, a lot of time, a couple layers of of, uh, stomach lining. But yeah, I, I just, in the end, I felt very good about it. I haven't felt good about a decision like this as far as my business goes since I started. I think we're headed in a great direction. There's goods and bads with anything that you do. There's there's good aspects of being a part of a franchise, but there's a lot of things that you can't do, uh, restrictions that you might have. And depending on your relationship with the group that you work with, you know, it pays off or it doesn't. And so, yeah, I had a good relationship, but with the prospects of what we're doing now, I feel very good about our, our future and think there's, there's great opportunity out there.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. So, I mean, you were with them for a decade and was it going well the whole time, and just over time, it slowly just kind of decided, you know, I want to do something a little bit different.
0: No, it was good pretty much the whole time. I mean, I had a lot of pushback on certain things that I wanted to do, but for the most part, they kind of let me run my own show. They're they're geared more toward general dentistry, and obviously, I'm geared toward pediatric dentistry. So they kind of let me do my own thing. I had to change some things based on what they asked me to do. There were certain things that they would get mad at me for doing, um, but yeah, all in all, the relationship was good. There are certain things that I wanted to do. For example, I, you know, talking to a lot of private equity companies and different DSOs and that kind of thing. They would say, "Oh, you got four practices? That's awesome!" You know, and they start talking to me about what we're doing and and kind of where we're at. And then I would say, "Oh, by the way, I'm part of this this franchise." And it was like the conversation was done. It was that was it. You know, they didn't talk to me anymore about it. They it was that kind of like they said, "Okay, well, if you ever if you ever separate or get out of that, let us know. We'd be interested in talking to you." So I think just networking in general, the doors have have opened up so much since I since I started that separation process and and uh, you know kind of announced it on social media and that kind of stuff. I've seen the doors open from the finance side, from from banks and lenders to different uh, private equity groups or or DSOs that have have talked to me. And and not to say that I'm you know, joining any of that kind of stuff at this point. But there's definitely opportunities. And there's some opportunities I'm looking for with uh, different alliances and that kind of thing that I would not have, wouldn't be able to do with the franchise.
1: Yeah. From an exit standpoint, being a part of a franchise, it's okay. You're just going to sell it back to the company or you're going to sell it to the next guy. You don't really have the flexibility to really exit the practice the way many people are exiting practices today.
0: Obviously, you kind of have this blanket or this little cushion that you're sitting on with the franchise where they kind of help you and help you navigate through things. But at the same time, they're taking a cut of everything that you do. They're taking, they're taking part of that, including if you go to sell, if you go to sell, you're not just selling it. You can't sell, just go out and outright sell it to somebody, you know, that you're going to retire and you're selling it to another dentist coming in. You couldn't join any kind of a DSO type deal where you're uh, selling to them, you know, for X multiple, you're super limited on what you can do and you're and you're kind of beholden to what they want. So if they say, yeah, you can sell it to that guy or no, you can't, you got to go with it.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, the flip side is you get their systems and that's, you know, that allows you to, uh, their systems and processes where a lot of people struggle. And, but their guy like you could say, okay, I can just recreate these systems on my own and help build my business because you learn from them and you see the pros and cons of a large organization and there's obviously some pros, but there's obviously some cons and you can say, okay, I can build my mousetrap how I want to build it and make it better.
0: Yes. I mean, for certain people, the franchise is perfect. It's exactly what they need for somebody that's an entrepreneur that I consider myself somewhat of an entrepreneur for someone that's an entrepreneur. It's, it's good, but I think there's other opportunities that are better. And it's just a matter of, and it took me so long to, to cut the strings because it was very expensive and very painful to make this happen. But I, like I said, there were a couple of triggering events where, where it was like, okay, it's got to happen. And this is it. So I, I made the decision there, but for other people, this is perfect. Like this is what they need. They need that structure. They need that team backing them or the systems that are backing them. And ideally there is all that stuff that all that structure in place that you can fall back on. It's not always the case, obviously. You know, there's there's times when you look at it, you're like, this is like crazy and organized, and other other things that you look at, and you say, wow, they're really smart in putting this together.
1: What's the biggest challenge you've seen from separating from the franchise?
0: Probably from like a more like an SEO perspective, and and with patience and that kind of thing, where they getting that word out there building your name, obviously with Google and that kind of thing, you're transitioning the name of your practice and that kind of of stuff. So you're almost starting over in that, in that perspective. So for me or for us, it's very important to, you don't just say, all right, we're changing. And then you start changing. Like you've got to plan this stuff out way in advance and start rolling it out slowly so that you don't, you know, all of a sudden change your name and now you don't even exist on Google you know you build up a reputation you build up google reviews and your seo presence and that kind of stuff you want to try to maintain that as much as possible so it's for, for us it was very important to work with our marketing people and and other other uh, people that that are involved with to make sure that we maintain as much as possible that momentum going forward and we're not just starting over from zero
1: what's it been like for your staff i mean have you have you lost any staff or do you think you'll lose any staff or
0: no, they love it. Like everybody that's involved with us is super, super excited about it. I think the prospect of what we're able to do now is big for them. Yeah, everybody has been crazy excited. Our revenues have gone up significantly since we made made that that uh, transition or started that transition. A lot of it might just be we're excited about it. So we're working harder. We're working better. We're more efficient. Um, we're happier in the clinic. We're you know taking care of patients better at their... All that kind of stuff might might play into it, kind of that mental aspect of it. But I think in general, we've, we've done better just for, with the excitement that everybody has that's, that's involved with us.
1: How much of the challenge was that you're a PEDS guy and they were more general? And while there's obviously some similarities, they are uniquely different.
0: I mean, it was a challenge because I had to do everything myself as far as marketing goes and, and structure goes. We use very, very few of... Uh, the systems that they have of what systems they do have. We basically had to, I I had to create everything as far as systems go from start to finish. And COVID was actually a huge blessing for us because it let us shut down for a month and a half, which when it, when it happened, you're like, Holy crap, we're screwed. But when I was able to step back and not have to be in the clinic, seeing patients, I was able to restructure everything we're doing and get those systems really nailed down. So yeah, I mean it helped us with the name, but that was that was about the extent of it. I mean, the rest of it kind of was on our
1: shoulders. Interesting. Let's pivot here and let's talk about your practice. So you're a pediatric guy. What made you want to go pe- pediatrics versus general? I was actually when
0: I started dental school, I was planning on doing periodontics, and that's what I that's what was my focus was. I did some externships in perio and I was I was heading that direction, but our my third year in and dental school, we do some rotations in the community. And my first rotation was on a uh, mobile clinic, like in a, in a bus and it was working on kids and myself and one of my really good friends from dental school, uh, still really good friends. We, uh, we went on this bus and it was awesome. I loved it. Loved working on kids. We did, we started working in the kids clinic and I, and I loved it. I like having fun with patients. I actually got in trouble a lot in dental school from joking around too much with patients. Some of the faculty would tell me I need to be more serious but I just I love joking around with people and having a good time so I did that with my patients and, and I can do that with kids and get away with it so I can I can joke around with them and have a good time I occasionally will do free dentistry like a free dental day type thing and and work on adults and I know a lot of people say I don't know how the heck you work on kids well when I have those free dental days with adults I say I hate working on adults they complain about everything
1: yeah kids are more fun in general you know, my my philosophy in life is I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. If you're old enough, you know what Toys R Us is. It's now out of business. <laughs> but uh if you're younger, you're like, what's Toys R Us? Or you never saw the commercials. But yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta have fun. So, That's right. so talk about what makes you guys different in regards to pediatrics versus other people. Obviously, the atmosphere, obviously, the way you deal with patients. But what kind of sets you guys apart? We try to focus a
0: lot on. So we focus on patients obviously and on their on their care we focus on our team too we we try to make our our team as happy as they can be coming to work because we know if we take care of them they're going to take care of our patients we try to educate everybody from our team to the patients we're always trying to give you know life life lessons and and different things to our team trying to help them just you know in their lives and we do the same with our patients we try to we try to educate them as much as we can rather than just have them come in and say, yeah, you don't have any cavities. Everything, everything looks good. We try to give them information that will help better their life, whether it's in, in the healthcare field or if somebody else, if there's another business or something like that that's around us, we try to just give them stuff that they say, those guys are awesome. They don't just care about you know checking our teeth and then we're out the door. They try to give us more information. At the same time, we're very efficient with our time. So we don't waste a lot of time You know, the parents aren't, everybody has stuff to do. They don't want to come sit at the dental office for two hours. So the parents don't want to sit there forever. So we try to get them back into the clinic as soon as they get there, take care of their dental needs, go through some education stuff with them, make sure they're doing good, they're doing well, and then send them on their way. And then also our mission is to provide memorable experiences. We want the patient and parents to leave our clinic saying "Those, those guys were, that was the best dental experience we've ever had. That, and that, to go out and tell their friends.
1: Great. That's great because a lot of kids have bad experiences. And so if you can make that good. Now, you spoke a lot about your team right there. And I guess the true sign of a business owner or an entrepreneur is someone who understands that it is a team and, and, and the people who work, who work with you are, are very, very valuable. What have you learned? And what do you think it's critical that people may not always see or realize mm-hmm. About employees, or more appropriately, as you said, team members.
0: So, coming from the franchise perspective, that was you know you had your employees, you had your staff, and you would, you would try to kind of ride that edge of you don't want them to, to quit, but you don't want to pay them a ton. You don't want to. You're not really investing in them. My mindset has completely shifted from that in the last like four years, three four years, where. I look at it now just with a lot of stuff that I, that I read do. I don't know if I can mention, mention people on here or not, but different entrepreneur coaches and that kind of thing. A team is an investment. You got You got to invest in them just like you invest in yourself. If you invest in them, you're going to get a return on your investment. So if you find a team member that is valuable, you need to invest in them, whether it's financially or telling them, Hey, you're awesome. We love having you here, giving them a gift once in a while. Whatever you can do to, to keep them happy and, and not just happy at work, but happy in life. So, yeah, it's become critical where you've got to invest in your team. And then I, I tell them all the time, hey, we're investing in you. We need you to invest in us.
1: I think it's critical to get them to buy in with ownership. And people are your most important asset. I think it's a, it's a really good point. And taking care of people is a really big deal, especially right now when finding help, much less good help, is so hard.
0: Crazy. I mean, every, everybody tells you this. So you, you think, man, is it just us? And then everybody you talk to, it's the same. It's the same story. I don't know what's going on with it, but you know, it is very hard. So if you find somebody good, you got to hang on to them. Apparently, somebody else a- somebody else will hang on to them if you don't.
1: Apparently, there's a lot of well-paying jobs out there that you and I don't know about. I think it's sitting on your couch for a lot of people. I don't know. It's very interesting. So, what would you say? Like, man, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned in this process over the last year of uh, of leaving the franchise? I think the biggest thing is if if you've got something
0: that you want to run with that you are passionate about, you, you really you feel confident it's going to work. Just go for it. You got to pull the trigger and go for it. Like make that make that transition. And I can't remember what it's called. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was in a book I recently read and I do not remember what they called it, but it's basically like a trigger, a trigger point where you say, I'm going to, it's a transition. I'm making the shift. And then once you do, you're committed. You got to go for it. Like there's no going back. So if you've got that where you're like, this is going to work, I know it's going to work. Go for it. You'll never know if it's going to work. You'll never be happy if you don't do it.
1: And then what's the biggest thing you've learned in your 10 years of practicing?
0: Probably the biggest thing is you you just, you got to treat people well. You got to take care of them it's not all about finances. You know, it's about taking care of people, whether it's a patient, a team member, whatever it is, a fellow, you know, doctor, you got to take care of people. If you take care of them, like Joe Polish is one of the guys I listened to him and Dan Sullivan say, if if you, you know, basically if you take care of people on, on your way up, you're going to meet them again on your way back down. So you, so be nice to them on the way up. You take care of them on the way up. They're going to take care of you on the way down. So just, okay. just ha- maintaining relationships. You know, building relationships, networking, all that kind of stuff. It all it all ties together.
1: That's great advice. So, if someone hears you and they want to pick your brain on the franchise model or the going on your own model, how can someone get in touch with you?
0: The Easiest is probably to send me an email, Dr. Colt, D R C L L T at grinpediatricdentistry.com. That's probably the easiest. Just send just send me an email there.
1: That's fantastic. I, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, Dr. Flake, this has been a very unique conversation that we don't hear very, very much.
0: Yeah, there's, there's other people out there that are doing it. Go look for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks again. You've been listening to Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannon. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan,
0: guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannan, visit rossbrannan.com.
1: This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Paz Guardian, or North Florida Financial, and opinions stated are their own. Ross is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, Paz OSJ, 3664 Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311, 850-562-9075. Security products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York, PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Arkansas Insurance License Number 161-39032, California Insurance License Number 0L-10073, 2022-144093 expires 924.